side B. Yeah, I guess we'll go to lightsabers now, right? <laughs> sure, I'm just, I'm just going to jump. Oh, oh, oh. Where's our prop? Get it out. Uh, uh. We, we, we came prepared. Wait, get it on the mic. Uh, the force is not strong with this one. No, no <laughs> clearly not. <laughs> the bobblehead uh, lightsaber. Yeah. So this is this is Stephen's big topic. So uh, lightsabers, lightsabers are a mystery uh, in in the fact that they are not mass produced. Let's just put it that way. Uh, so a lightsaber. Is, is an energy device, and they kind of explain them as energy devices, that I think the biggest thing in people's minds is you have a, a energy source that you hold in your hands, and it extends out from your hand to a predetermined length. And they don't really go into it a whole lot in the movies, but if you read some of the books and go through the video games and, go, and look at the uh, extended universe... Lightsabers are effectively invincible. They are the most powerful weapon in the universe. Uh, nothing can stop a lightsaber other than a lightsaber. There's also a couple materials, too. Um, There's two. What, what are they? I don't remember, but I remember reading about them last night. <laughs> <laughs> I should have stayed out of the Holiday Inn. <laughs> okay, so apparently there's two. Regardless. Well, and there's the new, like, double shovel thing from... From Force Awakens, that 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 they're gonna need to do some explaining <laughs> in the next one. I'm holding, I'm, hold, I'm reserving my judgment right now. <laughs> okay. Maybe he just got a lucky shot or something. I don't, I don't know. Especially because the person who was wielding the lightsaber in the in Episode Seven was not trained with the lightsaber. So I don't oh, know. We'll, we'll all, see. Yeah, right. Because I've I've had a long held belief that the lightsaber was the ultimate weapon. There is nothing that can stop a lightsaber other than a lightsaber. Um, so the question is, and I'd, I'd rather just kind of open this up for us to kind of just play around with, how is it that a lightsaber generates its beam of energy, and how is it possible for that beam of energy to have a predetermined length? Yeah, because um, a laser would just keep going. Right. On for basically ever. That that would be really cool though. Could you like turn it on and like right on the moon? <laughs> <laughs> that that would be the most powerful. I did some you know reading up on this on you know fan theories and stuff like that. And sure. what makes the most sense to me is is plasma, and then containing that in an EM field. Okay. Um, basically, had the plasma come out and loop back in. And then sheath the whole thing in an EM field that the plasma cannot escape from. And, and, and so that could absolutely make sense if you have... Okay, so if you consider the beam, if, if, you, if you look at it, because of its brightness, it's hard to actually kind of determine the shape of the beam. It looks like the beam has a... Uh, round top. A round top, like a, like a, a, almost like a, a domed top. But there's nothing. There's, there's, they're more pointed looking in the new 
in the newer ones, yeah, yes. Right. But if you think of the beam to be hollow, have an actual conical shape, such that energy flows out from the handle, reaches to the end, and then flows back through the center of the, the cone of energy, back into the device, that is actually possible, and we do that nowadays. Mm. Uh, we can, using EM uh, you know, fields, we can contain uh, plasma. So that is uh, one way of explanation. Now, it is important to note that in the lore, only a Jedi can create a lightsaber. A lightsaber actually is fairly simplistic. It only consists of a power source and two very specialized crystals that are aligned in a very specific that, way that guides the energy. And that alignment is accomplished using the force. Correct. Right. And it's also not a very... Uh, first of all, it's not simplistic, and it's not short. You can't just look at it and be like, yeah, that's the alignment. Apparently, it takes study. You have to meditate on this, and it can take months to align these crystals. Sure. You have to be absolutely flawless with the alignment. On these crystals, so the whole lore behind it is is interesting and cool. But regardless, the concept might actually be possible. Besides the force aligning crystals thing. Well, yeah. If you yeah, if you if you're talking about just the plasma beam itself, yeah. Which which is kind of cool. And I, I think it's you know controlling the outside of the plasma with EM is possible too, because um, just look at like tractor beams. In, in Star Wars, and tractor beams are electromagnetic devices, and that they're able to shoot a beam. Because the thing about electromagnetics uh, or EM waves is that they propagate out like when you like uh, drop in, in in a pool of water; mm -hmm. they just radiate outwards, right? And then they you know taper off uh, inverse square uh, to distance. But like they're able to like pinpoint a location and shoot an EM wave out and latch onto like the Millennium Falcon. Right. Um, so if they have that kind of mastery over EM waves, I can say, you know, they could build a lightsaber that's controlled that way. They, they, they could create an electromagnetic boundary to the plasma field. Yeah. Correct. And maybe the little knob controls <laughs> how long it goes. Is. Yeah. <laughs> the extended. You can do like, like the little dagger, like light dagger, light or dagger. To, yeah. to Moon Rider. Uh, Moonwright says. Moon yeah. Well, he's like a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy when they have the uh, the little lightsaber knife that cuts toast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I have heard another uh, another thing. So, so you know, just like the toy that I have in my hand, it's one of those ones that just you slap it and it and it extends. So, there's nothing saying that you couldn't actually have a physical object that extends from the handle itself. And Except that, that itself just, cool. just contains around it a plasma field. Yeah. Which that's probably actually the easiest way of doing it. Because if you were to, if you it's, were, it's like, it's like the antenna from like a 79 Cadillac. That's just <laughs> oh, yeah, like, so keep like going. yeah, no, it just, yeah, it like literally telescopes like the plastic one you have there. Well, yeah. If you just apply a, a high enough <laughs> voltage to it, you will create an EM field. And if you have charged particles around that, you will be able to contain them on whatever surface that is. No, I've, I've got it. If, if you can take the light out of the lightsaber, it is actually a earth, earth child's toy plastic <laughs> lightsaber <laughs> with a three-stage telescoping plastic yeah. guide for the, for the pulse or for the uh, plasma wave. 
Right. The, so, so the mo- the actually the most complex mechanism is the uh, the button that actually extends the antenna out there. <laughs> yes, like that's yeah. the part where yeah. they have to calibrate it. That's the <laughs> that's Jedi what takes the force to fix the button on the toy <laughs> lightsaber. Right, right. Yeah, I, I mean I've fixed the telescoping mechanisms on my son's lightsabers. Oh, and it almost more takes than the I force. can count. It really yeah. does. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it takes. The patience of a Jedi. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing catching it. Yeah, there's nothing here. What is catching the second stage? You must not get angry, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Do not let it overcome you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Okay. Okay, so got lightsabers down, right? Well, I, I, I have. You made me think of one other thing. I mean, I think they. I think either George or later. Lawrence Kasdan writing or extending universe. I think there's a missed opportunity with lightsabers because the fact that it takes the force to make one, I feel like is is stopping short. I feel like it should take the force to use one. That uh, that yeah. in the same way, like because I mean, a lightsaber is Excalibur, and you, I mean, there's so many other things about the Arthurian legend surrounding not only Luke but the entire universe and, and lightsabers in general, that you you don't just find the sword in the stone in, you know, in Maz's basement and pick it up and start using it. it there's a worthiness and a, and a training that comes from the, even the, the ability to wield the thing. Yeah, and I, and I, 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 I kind of just wish, like, you couldn't even turn it on until you are at least a, a, you just had a certain level of proficiency. Well, you, could, you could just put a, you just put a switch inside that doesn't have any outside, so you have to use the force to switch the switch on. That's what, that's what I was saying. <laughs> that's such a, a good switch. of making it a force <laughs> weapon. <laughs> but that's how you would, that's be the easiest way to make it work. That's but that's a good way of combining the mysticism of the force right. with, with, practicality. with the practicality of a button. Well, yep. okay, so in in the old canon, which is not the Disney canon now, that was the case. If you were not a force user and you picked up a lightsaber, the, the chance of you killing yourself was very very high. Dude, Luke looks like he's in no danger in the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, they made it. They made it look like, oh, what's this? Like, yeah. it, it, it's, it's it needs it needs a little bit more nuance. Even in the original trilogy, I think, in order to feel like it's that Excalibur, like, sure, yeah, yeah, sure. Now well, is the time. Like, but, but, like they, but they've it's, it's dumbed all, it down it, more. Now. In, in that yeah. way, it's almost it's more like Luke and the X Wing. X Wing is Excalibur. Yep. He, yeah, he needs that. He needs to go through some part of the hero's journey before he can fly, and that was his destiny—to be a pilot, not to be a, a, you a know, Jedi, a, f- a light fencer. Light um, fencer. <laughs> I think that's my new favorite term light for fencing? a Jedi. <laughs> Would they have that in in uh, Jedi camp? Yeah, Jedi light camp. fencing. <laughs> light fencing. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Yeah. <laughs> Ow. Dead. Um, yeah. The, the whole like being careful with lightsabers and stuff always reminds me of the is a, a robot chicken sketch. Okay. Um, where there it's it's Qui Gon and he's when he's cutting in episode one the the blaster door open right. Oh lord. And yes, he's cutting so. it open and then he goes here hold this and they fumble the lightsaber while it's on <laughs> yeah. and it just drops through the floor and goes all the way through the ship. <laughs> Like the alien's blood. Yeah, alien yeah. Uh, acid blood, yeah. <laughs> Same thing. It just goes all the way through. And you can hear, like, the droids going, ah! And then, and then, yeah. It's freaking awesome. Then it punctures the hole, and the whole crew dies. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
That's the way lightsaber should work. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Actually, no. I got one more thing on that okay, that one. So it. you drop the lightsaber, right? And he goes through. The, so let's say you're on the on the Death Star. You drop the lightsaber and it starts going down because there's artificial gravity. Does the artificial gravity stop before it reaches the hole? Like it just can't go anymore. Would it go through? I guess it depends on how you design the gravity That's field in the Death Star. The the hole would have to be the containment. For the artificial gravity. Yeah. So if it exited that, then no. No. And artificial gravity, now that now that you bring it up, is a far more interesting and ridiculous concept, I think, than anything else we're yeah, talking about. Yet, yet it, it exists in every sci-fi movie ever. Ever. It's just it. They just have it. Yeah. Like, well, there's but, no. Well, that's the thing. Is but we, we have a baseline. It takes 16 Teslas to hover a frog. Well, that's we're magnetic. Done. We though. know what it is. Yeah, I mean, that's magnetic. Though we're talking like <laughs> actually anti-gravity, which in this universe or in our mathematical formulas does not exist. Yeah, we don't have anti-gravity. You yeah. you you basically you're you're creating a a space time field. Yep. That that's inverse of whatever is near you. Right. Which makes virtually everything we're trying to accomplish irrelevant because you <laughs> yeah, you yeah. <laughs> you have you have like microscopic control of space time. Yep. Well, right. do whatever. That's way you more impressive do. than right. than any other than technology. Giant, yeah. Than star star sucker base. Yes, yeah, star <laughs> sucker base that can kill eight planets at yeah. once. So actually, you know, um, the, the, the solution right now that's been proposed is, you know, you rotate a ship in space and you can create an outward, well, inward force, but regardless. Centrifugal. Yeah, right, right. You know, the issue with, with that is that in most of our ships, we have spaceships now, they're so small that if you were to rotate them around their axes and you were standing on it, take, uh, you know, uh, Space Odyssey 2001 when he's like, they're, they're oh, running they're running on the, on the edge? Yeah, they're running on the edge. The thing is, with the fact that our ships are so small, your feet would actually be rotating at a different speed than your head <laughs> just because everything is so compressed into a small circle that you actually feel forces way differently, and the blood in your body would feel forces differently. Oh, you just You have to feet. have an enormous... Gotcha. Circle like the Taurus, oh, right? Like yeah, a yeah. like the Taurus, you have to have an enormous circle to make the forces almost equal from your head to your feet. So it doesn't even make sense to throw something up there and spin it. So the one in two thousand one would would have that one is probably close to working. It's probably larger. Well, it's larger, so it makes more sense. But it's not it's that, not that big. big. Yeah, it's not that big. But like, if it's you still, were to take the space shuttle right now, like everyone would get messed up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a hamster wheel cannot like no, no, no. Right. One with the, the radius of a human being is not not going to be comfortable to walk. No, it would be terrible. Yeah, walk around it right. would be terrible. Okay. So. <laughs> All right, so are we done with lightsabers? Yeah, we're done with lightsabers. <laughs> okay. Um, blasters now. Blasters. Okay. We'll, this we'll, is another big one for Steven. Well, we'll, but we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll rip through blasters. Uh, this this one will be fun. So the interesting thing about blasters, and I did I did research just like Parker's been doing his research. They call them blasters for a reason in Star Wars because they are not laser weapons. Blasters do not shoot lasers like you would expect a phaser in Star Trek. So it is... It's not just pure photons. It is not light okay. that is actually being shot. That's the interesting point. Okay, so I've got, I've got some, some, uh, some lore to go over here. So blasters are not laser weapons. Uh, this is why the projectiles do not travel at the speed of light. They actually have a finite speed You to can them. dodge them. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, so a, a standard blaster uh, has about 400 to 500 shots in it because it actually does have a magazine. Yep. Um, there are two things inside of a Star Wars blaster required for it to produce a projectile, and that is a gas and a power charge. So effectively the way a blaster works is it uses this power cell of some sort to excite uh, um, particles in a gas, and then it uses a focusing crystal similar to a lightsaber, but probably not so perfectly focused, and it excites the, the, uh, the particles in this gas, focuses them in the crystal, therefore you get a bolt, and it travels out the, the barrel of the gun. So it's actually not a terribly unreasonable thing to think of. We actually already have that same general technology. Think of an old CRT television. It's actually about the same thing, although you're not you're 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 uh, moving electrons, not particles in a gas. It's still the same sort of technology. And in fact, the electrons in a CRT television are traveling the speed of light, uh, or very close to that. So we have that same general technology. Here's the cool thing, though, and this this was some lore that I I I didn't know until I, I researched it. So there is. You can effectively use any gas in a blaster. You could, you could use just air and as long as you, you um, energize it enough. There is a particular gas that they use in Star Wars called Tibana. And here's, here's, this is cool. This blew my mind. Tibana exists on Bespin, in the clouds of Bespin. You, so guys, know, you guys know what? Yeah. yeah. Bespin is Cloud City. The, that is the planet to which they go where Lando Calrissian is. So Cloud City is a harvesting plant for Tibana. So that whole place is a weapons manufacturing facility. Effectively. Huh. I didn't know I that. Did, I did not know Lando that. Lando is a, is, a, is a warlord. That's right. Okay. That's right. A defense contractor. Defense contractor yeah. for I'm the Empire. I'm sure he has a sweet defense contract. <laughs> yeah. No, no, because they'll just change the deals Super at any time. Sweet, baby. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's right. So Probably Tibana is a naturally occurring gas that uh, is actually created by an animal called a Belden, yes. which is a floating gas animal, and it excretes Tibana, and they grab it, and they process it into weapons-grade gas. So it's, it's animal farts. So it is, People have thought a lot about this crap. Blaster <laughs> is actually short for ass blaster. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah, no, you are shooting animal farts. Yeah, with every pull of the trigger. <laughs> so okay, you know I think it's good that the expanded universe collapsed, don't you? Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. When, when, when you get out. to this level of detail, you kind of have to restart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, Once you get to animal fart weapons, it's really the only thing you could do to start over. Right. <laughs> but yeah. but the question was, did 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 Lucas know this? No. When when writing all this, or is it all just like they tied all of this together? They probably tied it this all was, together. This was all. This was all. Uh, Spun about by nerds such as us, yeah, exactly. <laughs> conversations such as us. We're just regurgitating right, right. from other conversations. Well, like, okay, acting yeah. as though George brought all of this oracle down from on high. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and and it kind of makes sense when you go with the animal fart producing. Yeah, that would make absolute sense. Okay, so here's here's the thing though. Assuming that a standard blaster like what Han Solo has can shoot 500 shots uh, per charge, what I wanted to see. And I ran a calculation real quick on how much charge is required in that gun in order to kill 500 stormtroopers. If you were to land every single shot, could you kill, f or how much 
juice would it take in the gun? So let me run through this calculation. It's a little bit uh, involved, but I'll just go at it quick. So a Stormtrooper armor, I just played around and I said, let's just pretend it's made of Delrin. Uh, so a, a dense, thick, hard plastic, uh, because it acts like that in the movies. Right. Yeah. Okay. Delrin has a melting point of 175 degrees Celsius. Okay. So if you want to find how much energy it is, it, it's required in order to raise the temperature of Delrin from room temperature to its melting point using the mass of Delrin, the specific heat of Delrin, and the difference in temperature. You actually, let me, let me run through here. Delrin has a specific heat of 0.35. The temperature change is uh, 150 degrees Celsius. Assuming that the armor of a stormtrooper is an eighth inch thick, and uh, it has That's a, why they die so easily. I mean, look at it. it <laughs> it's not, yeah. Uh, it has a density of about 0.05 pounds per inch cubed. And uh, let's just assume that the bolt is a circle uh, of okay. one inch, Okay. Let me run through this real quick. The, uh, the energy required to melt this armor would be 478 calories. The same kind of calories like when we eat. That's the energy in order to melt a one-inch square of eighth-inch Delrin, okay? So if 1,000 calories is 4,184 joules... We're converting it into more of an electronics guy's world by using yep. joules instead of calories. That's 2,002 joules in order to melt this, okay? So let's just assume that the bolt takes a tenth of a second to actually melt the armor and, and penetrate. That would be 20,026 watts in order to melt a one-inch hole in Stormtrooper armor. So it's... Not hard to backtrack then if you have to shoot 500 shots and do this. You actually need a battery in your blaster pistol that is capable of handling 278 watt hours, which surprisingly is not a whole lot. No. Uh, so I know these are all like super engineering terms going back, yep. and most of these don't make sense to, uh, to most people. But if you look at like just a general AA battery, it's one and a half watt hour. So if you had 185 AA batteries in your blaster, you could kill 500 stormtroopers. And, and, uh, and we've already got the fission AA's. fission AA, <laughs> right. we're good to go. So if that's the case, you never have to change the charge. On yeah. your, on, all you have to do is put a new uh, so, gas, so gas it, cartridge it, in there. Yeah, so it, that, that 500 number that you know, shots you get, is yeah. that, do you have to replace the power supply or do you have to replace the, the gas it must be the gas then they say both but the gas is the one that runs out quicker okay so they might not it might be a different power it might not be a fission battery or they might have some other weird technology that we don't know about yeah and and so if, you, if <laughs> which isn't that the the end of every one of these topics exactly yeah but this other thing we just well, but check this out, out. okay so just three quick examples uh, in, I can't remember, it, I, I think it's the first movie, episode one, uh, Amidala, no, you know, I'll go with another one, uh, A New Hope, when, when they're, uh, at the very beginning when they're capturing Princess Leia in the Corellian cruiser, uh, she, she pulls out a little blaster pistol, that is called a sporting pistol. <laughs> Legitimately, <laughs> that is its name. sporting blaster. Did they, like, did they, like, freeze frame and, like, enhance the picture of it, and they read on it, sporting pistol? <laughs> 
<laughs> in the lore, it must the script. It that must is a sporty pistol, and that is literally what it what it is meant to be. That's like a small hunting pistol, a small just whatever. A, so a, that thing has a has a tiny gas charge and a tiny uh, energy, uh, source. Uh, energy source. Han Solo, his his weapon is a general blaster. It has a larger gas charge, larger energy charge. Now, in Empire Strikes Back, when they're getting into the Millennium Falcon at the beginning and they're leaving Hoth, in that scene when they're doing it, they're all running to the Millennium Falcon. A few stormtroopers come up and they set this giant gun on a tripod. If you look at that gun, it has a, a large tube that goes off to a box on the ground. That box does not hold the gas. That is the actual battery for running that gun. So that's called an E-Web, and that's pretty much the largest weapon that you can get as a, not, uh, like a foot soldier can carry. Infantry. In a way, infantry, yeah. It's, it's like the howitzer of, of blaster pistols. So, interesting. And, and, che- and Chewie's crossbow thing. Like. The, yeah. That's a kinetic weapon, though, right? No, that, that thing shoots an energy bolt. Why? Why not? <laughs> Why does it need a bow then? A bow part? <laughs> oh, I thought it was a blaster too, just with the goofier <laughs> with the strings on it. Yeah, I think that but was. But even in Force Awakens, they they demonstrate that 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 Chewie's crossbow is. I think they did that incredibly powerful. But I, I, I can't, if I'm if I remember right, I don't know if he ever shot that in the originals. Oh sure. Well, I what, think that was kind of the joke. Around? I think that was the joke because Han got it and shot it, and he's like, "This thing is awesome." But no, he, 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 he never, never shot, shot it. Before. Before. He never shot it before. I don't know. I mean, Maybe Chewie. You did. think you would go uh, out to a range day and actually shoot that thing? Right. On range, a day. range day. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars range day. Let's, oh yeah. Uh, Okay, so so that's blasters. There you go. You now know more than you need to ever about blasters. Yeah, and I think that'll finally actually wrap up weapons. <laughs> wow, in Star Wars. So. Turn to side C.